0: Today's show is sponsored by Marcy Zavala and her one-on-one pain relief system. There's no pills to sell you, no program to put you on where you check boxes as your day goes by, no. This is as close to having a real-time, hour-by-hour partner changing your life as it gets. No staff, she does it all herself. Now her husband is one of the most sought-after internal medicine doctors on the West Coast. And together, they take the big picture of your life and slowly take the pain away. You know how many patients she has? One. You. You. You guys all know my wife, Jenek's mom, who beat cancer and was left in pain for 10 years. Well, Marcy fixed it. We tried everything, but Marcy was able to give her a full night's sleep, and for the first time in six years, she walks the neighborhood each morning with her friends. Now, I want you to visit MarcyZavala.com and check it out. You are literally one click away from feeling better. Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. You can take off all your clothes and run around cussing and screaming, and you're not violating any terms of conditions at all. In fact, I would say you're fulfilling some terms and conditions. All right. Well,
1: it's 10 a.m., and you need to start this podcast.
0: Welcome to the KGXT Studios, 200 feet below occupied California. This is the Gen X Talks podcast with Mama X. That's where you say hello. Hello. There we go. And I am known as the General Gen X Dad. It's an affectionate, honorary title. And yes, it is Thursday, February fifteenth, two thousand 10 o'clock Los Angeles time. All right, should we kick this pig? Let's kick this pig. All right, gotta gotta beat you up. Gotta start by beating you down into the ground. You have it coming. I want you to tell everyone the three things that you got for Valentine's Day. A phone. What kind? Come on. An
1: iPhone 15. One terabyte. (laughs) Oh, brother. To him, that's important. To me, I could care less.
0: All right. And brand new phone for you. What else?
1: Ooh, a whole new home security system.
0: (laughs) Nothing better than safety, honey. That's
1: about up there as a vacuum cleaner.
0: It's, hey... It means that I love you and I'm protecting you and our children. You got to admit the one you you do like that this that this built-in mm-hmm. spotlights as a motion detector goes off. See, we've had cameras all over the property, but yes. they didn't have lights. They had very good um, night vision, but they're older, right? So this one has these bright spotlights yes. that come on.
1: It scared both of our kids already, and it tracks them. Yeah, it's very. My daughter calm. came
0: upstairs. She goes. I thought someone was had a shining light on me. I said, "Why?" She goes, well, "Those new lights you put up, Dad. The, the spotlight comes on with the motion detector, and then it followed me."
1: <laughs> yeah. So currently, shout out to Vivint at the moment. We'll see how this goes. No,
0: I don't know. We'll talk
1: about I, we'll that talk in a little bit. Talk about
0: Vivint. I've I've uh, I hated Vivint seven years ago. Okay, we're we're on Valentine's Day. Yes. So you've got an entirely new home security system, and the thing you do like is the the panic panel that's in our bedroom.
1: Yeah, it's a one touch button for police, ambulance and fire. So yeah. that's kind of cool. And it's I'm a, really happy about it if, you know, with the kids being home sure, and stuff like that. Sure. It's
0: a panic. If you have to run in the room, you know, you you if someone's attacking you and you close the front door and you can run upstairs and lock yourself in the bedroom, you can hit the one touch button and then it calls for help. That's yes. that's different. And I'm, I'm in favor of that. I'm glad we got that. Yeah. And the third thing you got.
1: Are um, not necessarily knives, but some Cutco.
0: Some Cutco things. Okay. Yes. So your husband stepped up his game. He funded all of this for well, you. Well, he
1: kind of like scooped it all together. It wasn't handed to me on Valentine's Day. It was kind of like scooped together and go, here.
0: Well, it is a little bit hard to get people to come out and install uh, your stuff on Valentine's Day. I couldn't judge when the phone was going to get here because I didn't go buy the phone. We bought it through T-Mobile. And Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> who
1: bought it? Who went online and did it? I bought my own Valentine's okay. Day gift.
0: How? Do you have a job?
1: Yes, I'm sitting right here.
0: <laughs> Am I not? You don't have a job. You don't have. You any- don't
1: have a job either. Then.
0: Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. The general, look at this, right? The here. See queen. This? See, okay, that's not a job. That's it's not a paying job, and you're already you're. It's you don't easy. have a paying job either. Yes, I do. I I do. Yeah. Oh,
1: really? The kid, and show I, me your paycheck.
0: Well, that's not that's not that's not the point. The point is, you don't have a job. You don't have any money. I you pay don't for have everything. a job. You
1: don't have any money.
0: Okay, you now you're just repeating me.
1: Because we're in the same boat, big boy. <laughs>
0: You just, you know, you're making this so difficult. No, I'm not. Once it's I very show, clear. All right, all the stuff you got for Valentine's Day, whether I scooped it up or not, whether I gave an excellent presentation or not.
1: Did you go buy it?
0: Yes, I paid for no, everything. No, no, no. Did
1: you physically go in a car and go buy it?
0: No, didn't have to. Online, baby, online. Now, let's move over to the important side of the equation. What did I get for Valentine's Day?
1: You didn't ask me to be your Valentine.
0: You didn't ask me to be yours. Bullshit. When did you ask me to be your Valentine?
1: I sent it to you with a picture text. I said.
0: That picture of the the nope the, the bunny nope. bent over with the ass? Nope. What are you talking about then?
1: I'll show you later. But you never. Nope. Nope. Nope.
0: Well, but if I said yes, then we're Valentine's. Then it's over. Then you got to get me something. Oh, gosh. And you didn't. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I present to you as Exhibit A uh, a big, empty, fat bowl of nothing, because that's what I got for Valentine's Day.
1: Bullshit. Maybe. I'm still calling bullshit.
0: What did you give me?
1: What did I give you for breakfast yesterday? Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. Now, all of a sudden, we're well, backtracking. Well, now, hold on.
0: before Because the audience is going to think, oh, he got some badonkadonk. That's what he got. Badonk. No, 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 no. Don't get carried away. She made me pancakes, and she was trying to...
1: Pancakes and eggs. Pancakes
0: and eggs, and she was trying to find in her kitchen. She was destroying the kitchen. I walked through. I go, what are you doing? And you were screaming, going, I'm looking for something. And you, you had your glassware out. I mean, you had stuff... I haven't seen yeah, this I stuff in years. Yeah, I even broke one
1: of my glass dishes. Did
0: you really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Was it an important one? No. Okay. And she was... Turns out she was looking for a, a cookie cutter because she wanted to serve my pancakes and my eggs in the shape of hearts. But she couldn't find it. And I do know you have one somewhere because you, <laughs> you've made it I have no
1: idea. I might have given it to one of the kids or
0: something or something. I don't but, know. Uh, so she hand cut Yes, I pancake. did. My pancakes. And cut, eggs. That's right. She hand cut the scrambled eggs, hand cut the pancakes, and hand cut a couple of strawberries in the shape of hearts. And then she served it to me in the studio.
1: And there you go. Why does everything have to be bought for Valentine's Day? Why can't it, it be made? Okay, well, then you got a Valentine's Day gift. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ma, it's Court not, adjourned. It's not...
0: <laughs> I think you're missing the point here.
1: No, no, I think you are. You're well, trying whatever. to state a case that you just have complete holes in
0: yeah it's not you know people are you know guys are out there nodding their heads right now going well that sounds about right for me too and you give the wife and here here's you were gonna make me breakfast anyway was i you always make me breakfast that's always well yeah enough to often enough to where it's kind of like it's routine the only thing you did out of your routine for valentine's day was you cut things in the shape of Uh, of hearts. And that's what you did. And
1: I gave you something off your menu, which was pancakes. You're not supposed to have pancakes.
0: But you did make them... Gluten-free. Gluten-free. So that helped. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is the Feel Sorry For Me podcast. I think you should all feel sorry for me. I don't wear a crown... I wear uh, knee pads, and I am scrubbing my elbows across the floor as I work for the queen. And uh, Valentine's Day was no different, no exception. Everything was about like it always is. Everything went her way. Nothing went my way. You know what? For the day, you should just address me as Cinderella. I think that would be fair. I think that's a fair assessment of the situation at hand. Cinderella. That's it.
1: Oh, please. What All right, you? Cindy. Let's get on with this. <laughs>
0: okay, not Cindy. That that sounds like Cindy Brady. Well, so here's another deal. Yesterday, um, I I came out to the studio, and when it's a nice day, we have the door open to the studio. Yes, we do. Normally, you prop the door open. It's nice and sunny outside, and sometimes you'll turn on the, the waterfall, which I love hearing the water running. That is such. I can't tell you what that does for me. I wish you could do that in your office. You could open, crack your thing Sometimes open. I do. It's really nice. It's soothing. So the other day, um, I'm walking out from the house. I'm going down the little path to the studio. I get to the screen. Remember, we put up that fly. Uh, it's a barrier. It's a screen. You just kind of push your way through. It's got two halves, for those of you who don't know what those are. They go in your doorway. They're magnetic, and you just kind of walk through. It splits apart in the middle, and when you walk through, it magnets kind of click 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 they, it closes behind you. And it does a really good job of keeping the flies out and you know, bugs and other stuff. So I walk up to this thing and I have my I got my hands full and there's a bee. And he is <laughs> he is buzzing like he's trying to get into the studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God damn it, so I'm stand there. Now I have my hands full, so I'm trying to motion my hands full of stuff at the bee. Oh smart. To get him to move. Then he lands on half of the doorway. I'm like, okay, I wonder if I can open up half of the screen and sneak in.
1: So hold on. You're battling with a bee.
0: We, at this point, we're trying to outsmart each
1: other. And jiving, chucking yeah, and driving, shucking and driving with a bee. I was, yeah. A bee?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, he was big. He was. He was at least the size of a dime. You know, he wasn't a little wow. tiny. Yeah, I know.
1: Scary. So
0: <laughs> I'm trying to get in the studio, and this bee's there, and I try to move around him to go into one half. As soon as I open the one half, he starts flying like he sees this as his opportunity to get in. So I let go. I back up. the door. The, the screen thing kind of magnetically closes, and he starts buzzing around. Now he's buzzing around at me. Now it's becoming physical. Now I'm starting to take it personal.
1: Oh, but I'm
0: carrying all this stuff, so all I can do is kind of weave my, bob my head back and forth. I can kind of, I can throw a shoulder. You
1: know, I didn't know a bee could get that much attention from you.
0: Well, I didn't want him to sting me, you know, so I have to back up.
1: You're so afraid of a
0: bee well, stinging Well, I'm not yo. afraid of a bee. I just don't want to get stung. I mean, it's not really fear. I wasn't panicking. Was I calling for you? Honey, help me. No, I'm not. You know, it was just, Okay. this was just an odd situation. So I think I got rid of the bee. I take like 10 steps running back towards the studio. He's back on the screen again.
1: Wait, wait, you ran?
0: Okay. I waddled fast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, I just clarifying for the visual here. I know
0: you're trying to picture this in your head. Okay. Um, I waddled quickly 10 steps carrying my stuff and the bee was back on the screen. But now he's about eye height with me. He was before he was low. Now he's right up with me like he's staring at me, telling me just open it up so I can go in and I won't do it. So the next
1: <laughs> So that's what you heard the bee say Well,
0: you know, you, we, uh, you when you can have kind of an intimate conversation with animals if you if you let the th- if you let it flow through you. It's kind of like oh. using the force.
1: Are you feeling a little zen with the bee?
0: I did. I could tell what was going on. Now okay. I was locked I, in. All right,
1: I continue story. He
0: knew me, I knew him. Now wow, this that's is That's pretty intimate. That is. We're this is the third attempt trying to get in the studio with the bee. So, this time mm-hmm. I got close and I was trying before I could think of what to do, this bee darts right at me hits hits my chest like he's gonna land on it okay i dropped everything that i was carrying and i'm swatting at my shirt i can't find him so i pulled my shirt up over my head because i didn't want him to land on my face and i'm trying to just look out of the the neck hole with my hat i don't see him so I break for inside the studio, and I turn around and pop my head back through my shirt right as he lands on the outside of the screen. I'm so he was trying to get to me from behind, and when I moved in, he was just a day late and a dollar short.
1: Oh my God. Did you pull a muscle?
0: <laughs> no, but all the stuff I dumped was still outside. So uh, I did feet now this is where being a human being came into came into full production. He's now he's on the screen. Uh which is super flexible. And I'm on the inside. He's on the outside. I flicked him.
1: I knew you were going to do that. Did you say sorry, buddy? No. Did you feel some sympathy? Because, you know, you were having a little sympathy moment But he chased
0: me around. Oh. So when I flicked him, he went... Out towards the pool and on the deck, and he was like, unconscious. Now you know that's not going to last when you flick a bee, so I went, grabbed all the stuff, brought it inside, and I turned around, I thought, if he's still out there, I'm going to go step on him.
1: Ugh, can I and, have the last five minutes of my life back?
0: You don't want that was a you and a bee.: That really happened.
1: Okay, well, good, I guess.
0: I OK, I handled myself correctly. <laughs> up until the point when I dropped everything. What would you have done? Let uh, him sting you just so you can prove you're how tough you are? No? What would you have done?
1: They're not going to sting you unless you aggravate them, which you were doing.
0: Okay, well, anyway, whatever. So the bee, when I went back out, I got he was unconscious. I grabbed my stuff, brought it in. I turned around to go back out to step on him. He was gone.
1: You thought you were a big ass flower?
0: I am a big ass.
1: yeah, no kidding, you call Cindy. Me
0: Petunia.
1: No kidding, Cindy. <laughs>
0: Not Cindy. Cinderella. Cindy, short for Cinderella. You, well, we don't know each other that well. you will call me Cinderella. Okay, Cindy. <laughs> way to go there with the B. Well, that's the trick. I'm just telling you what happened. I thought you'd find that interesting. You know, the good part was was that you didn't see that or you would if you because I was in plain view of your office, yeah. if you had happened to be in your office at that time, you would have recorded it. <laughs> you would <have> Oh, tur- <laughs> for sure! I'd be
1: all over that. That's blackmail right there. Yeah, it was.
0: Uh, I'm just glad it didn't <laughs> it didn't show up on any security cameras or anything. Because I'm glad that was gone. Oh
1: my god! Anyway,
0: so I I I want you to know I've made some effort in our personal relationship.
1: Nice. What did you do?
0: I didn't draw on the shower door and the sides of the shower yesterday like I really wanted to with my Crayola shower things with my colors, I had an idea, and I waited until I got out of the shower and then came to studio, and then I wrote it down.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. We've come a long way. We have. All right. Well, good. I'm glad. What was it that you had to- There
0: (laughs) you go. Come on. Come on. What
1: was it that you had to write down that was so important?
0: You know, thank you for asking- (laughs) oh god (laughs) okay check this out now i haven't worked out the details yet
1: okay how about
0: picture this especially if you're a girl but this goes for guys too
1: okay i'm waiting
0: what if i could invent a brush for your hair that you only had to pull through your hair one time you don't have to go whoosh, 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 whoosh. to do what like you're trying to get knots out of your hair. You know that's br- called a comb. Yeah, right. And you comb or brush. You like, you scrape, 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 and you hold it. You scrape, 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 scrape. scrape. Then you move it over. You scrape. and You're trying to get the knots out of the hair, especially you know when it's when it's wet from the pool or it's in the morning, and it just takes you a few minutes because and it hurts because you're trying to pull the knots out of your hair. All right.
1: Okay, I'm trying to follow you here, but go ahead.
0: What if I invented a brush that you could start? Let's say. At the front of your forehead and pull through your hair one time all the way down the back, all the way to the very end of your hair, one time, and it was it your hair was not free. Nothing was in it, you're good. You didn't have to sit and scrape at your hair to get the knots out. What if I invented a brush that you only had to pull across your head one time?
1: One well, maybe that's fine for you, but I never have that problem. How could you not have that problem? I just don't. Well, first of all, I never brush my hair ever. You don't? I do not use a brush on my mad when I
0: use the round brush, that gray one. In fact, you hide it now.
1: That okay? I refuse. Okay, let me go back. I don't brush my hair like throughout the day. I don't brush my hair like after I get out of the shower. I might use that on the ends to curl like the ends, maybe. But that's about it. That's about it. Otherwise, okay, I don't. Okay.
0: Well, normal people have this problem. There is no normal. Yes, there is.
1: What do you consider normal? Oh, so now we have a definition of normal. We
0: do. It's what all of us are, and you are. And not. I use
1: conditioner on my hair.
0: Okay, but I'm telling you, this there's there's a billion people in that live in a Zimbabwe billion. that have been that would need this device. Can you? So instead of doing 75 strokes of the brush through your hair, you may have to do five: one on the left, one on the right one in the middle, you know, just, just that, just, but once you pull it through one time, you're good. Why is this not, how can you not excited <laughs> about this?
1: Cause I'm not, I just don't. Okay. Maybe you need it.
0: I think a lot of people need it right now. They're right. They got a pencil and paper in their hand. And somebody
1: stole your idea.
0: How do you order this? But oh, we haven't God. got it built yet.
1: Oh, come Lord. on. That is a
0: great idea.
1: Okay. It's a great idea. Go make it.
0: You know, you just don't have the level of enthusiasm no, that, I else, don't. that I was expecting out of you. All no, right. I don't. So, do you want to update everybody on uh, on on our daughter, our wayward daughter?
1: Which one? Oh, the
0: one who's living here.
1: I have no idea what the latest is on her. Couldn't even start. I don't even know where to
0: start. You had a complaint yesterday because you came in the bedroom and you put your hands on your hips. And that's when I know I need to pay attention and hope it's not about me. And thank God it wasn't. As soon as I knew you were bitching at one of our kids, I was like, oh yeah.
1: What What did I say? Remind me.
0: Uh, her closed up room, 12 hours, you you um, went on and on. Well,
1: that's nothing new than what she did in high school. We can. I thought by now... By her mid-twenties, she would have broken that mold and live amongst the living, but obviously not. Well, tell people
0: what you're talking about.
1: So I, I knocked on her door the other day to get in there to see if her window was on the alarm system. Yeah. And first of all, the door was locked, and so I had to wait, and she stumbles the door, and it's the middle of the day, and she's sound asleep.
0: Well, was that when the alarm guy was here? Because that was like one or two. Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: And so I asked her about the window and everything. And it was dark. Everything. She's not even seen the light of day. She's been sleeping all day. I'm like, what the hell? And then after I was done in her room, I never saw her again for another two or three hours. She went back to sleep. She she sleeps all day.
0: She was in there. I want to say she was in there. Till probably three o'clock with the drapes drawn. I mean, dark, dark, dark room. Yes. And she's either in there asleep or she's in there on her phone, and that's the way she lives. Yeah, she I can't lives do that. Closed in. And then the kid, Briggs says, you know, Gen Z kid goes, "Well, I know she came out once because she blocked. Uh, she was blocking us in. We had to move some cars around for the alarm guy to get his truck in. And so I went. He goes, he went and got her up like it." 11 o'clock and said you need to move your car and he goes i'm not moving it for you so because be, and how i know this is true and,
1: wh- and we've told her not to park in the driveway
0: yeah i know because we leave she blocks us we in. have a
1: life during the day where we, we come and go and
0: and we've told her so she not only is blocking us in but she's blocking the the alarm guy out and i know this story is true that the kid made her move because when she did become coherent around dinner time and she <laughs> and you know she opens up her blinds to her room When the sun's down. (laughs) exactly. that's what I'm
1: saying. She gets no sunlight, no nothing. She whips
0: open those drapes and smiles and embraces the the moon. (laughs) That's the moonlight is what she gets. And she came and complained. She goes, I said, well, what are you complaining for? You had to move your car. Well, he woke me up at 11. I go, so what? The day's half over by 11. Well, he made me move the car. We told you not to park your car there. And then the, 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 the big one she hits me with. Well, the alarm guy was here and he's a stranger and he saw me in my pajamas. So
1: what? People, she wears her pajamas out to Walmart.
0: Yes. That's what I told her. I go, you have worn your pajamas to school before, in high school? You have worn your pajamas to Walmart?
1: So Don't even cares? start trying
0: to get all of us in trouble because you all of a sudden you're embarrassed by your pajamas.
1: Oh, brother. Yeah, get I, over it.
0: That's one thing I could not correct in uh, what maybe just her. I think our one daughter who lived in Sandy, who lives in San Diego, when she was in high school, she just was beginning to wear. P- we wouldn't pajamas. allow
1: it if we caught it.
0: Yeah, no, but she was just doing it a little bit. But I, by the time yeah. this daughter comes along, with that, with that. Culture and society in full swing. Yeah, she embraced it.
1: But I want, but I want to clarify: if we caught them leaving our house with pajamas on, we made them turn around and go back and Absolutely, change. we yep. were not allowing our kids to go nope. to school with pajamas. Or Absolutely anywhere. Like, no. not.
0: Well, you always used to give them the speech about representing.
1: Yes, we all I my mantra in the morning when the kids were younger and they left our house, I go, You are representing our family name. As soon as you cross the threshold of our door into the world. Right. You are representing us and how you look and how you act outside of our yeah. home not only reflects on you, but on every one of us. Right. And so I figured if I said that over and over and over again, it would stick. it
0: did with a lot of them. it really yes, it they did. got it you know, and now that they're older, a lot of them have come back to you and said, You're right, mom. that was you know it is a reflection on the family, but they're asked, now they're going to want an update on how she's doing. I remember she packed up her stuff and left her boyfriend's apartment.
1: yeah hasn't it been a month already?
0: Has it been that long?
1: <laughs> it feels like it yeah
0: it does feel like it all right, so she packs up she leaves because and we, I've, I've, I've done therapy with her. Uh-huh. I've listened. She says she can understand. While in the middle of a discussion, in the middle of an argument, he will stand there staring at her, not speak a word, and then he turns around and he walks out the door, and she's going, "You can't just leave. You, we're talking here." He won't say a word. He doesn't have a bad look on his face. He just calmly walks away, gets on his motorcycle, and takes off.
1: I have a feeling because she won't stop talking. That's the only way he could have her stop.
0: Yeah, maybe. So she moves back (laughs) into the house. She brings all her stuff in here. Yeah. Um. She talks to him for like a week. She's giving him the opportunity to salvage this. They are supposed to meet at a park for a date to work this out, and he doesn't show up. That is true. He has a few beers and falls asleep and doesn't contact her till the next day.
1: So that relationship's important.
0: Yeah, and somehow (laughs) she allows this And now he rides his motorcycle over to our house at 3.30 in the morning, and then they get in the car and they both drive to work together because they work at the same place. They carpool. They carpool, which I have told all my daughters, do not shit where you eat. Absolutely. None of them listen to me. (laughs) Not even one of them. But this is the only one that's becoming an issue. All right, so now I'm catching everybody up. It's like, well, what are you doing now? Well, we're going to date... And I'm going to give him 30 days to see if he can work this out and win me back. And I said, "So how often are you dating? She goes, "Well, maybe three times a week." And I'm thinking, that guy can probably behave three times a week, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Couldn't you fake it three times a week? Of course, I can. You got to. Fa- well, not okay. You said that with a little too much confidence. <laughs> but uh-huh. the idea is, is that if you, um, uh, if you, he only has to put forth. A good have good conversations to and from work. So he That's
1: doesn't right. have to wake up to her talking to her. No.
0: And then he doesn't
1: have to talk to her during the day when he's at home. No, he doesn't have to talk to her pri- prior to going out on the date. No. And just, he only has to spend about two to three hours of her three times a week.
0: Right. And he's Not doing it. He's happy with it. She's happy with it. And I said, are you, are you okay where you're at? Sounds she like goes, high school. Yeah. She goes, I'm fine. She goes, I like having my own space. She goes, I'm, I'm, and she thinks that she's enjoying how everything's going. She's like, no, no, no. I like having my own space. Like being around my family. I see him on the way to work. We eat lunch together at work and then he goes back and does his job. We drive home together and then three nights a week we go on a date. She goes, I'm perfectly content. Now she thinks that he's not. She thinks I'm perfectly content where I'm at. He's the one suffering (laughs)
1: Um, Do you um, you have
0: the heart to tell her that he's not?
1: Oh, God, no, he's not.
0: He's not suffering at all. He thinks this is the greatest thing ever. For him, this is perfect. Oh, yeah. But she thinks that he's he's trying to figure out how to get her back. No, 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 no. I think he's dreading when the 30 days is up, Uh and she shows up at his doorstep with all her shit again and says, I'm back.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's not our place to tell her to cut bait and leave, but she really does, needs to do that because he's not missing her as in I not need enough. to see you 24 hours a day. Yeah,
0: no, no, he's not missing her. This enough. is
1: not marriage material at this moment.
0: I don't think, I don't know. I don't think, and I don't think he's a bad guy. I just don't think they belong together married.
1: I don't think he wants to. No. I don't think he wants that kind of a person in his life. He's very... I don't want to call him a loner, but he like just like she says she likes it, he does too.
0: But she doesn't. She's not thinking that. She's thinking he's miserable, but he's not calling. He's not. He's not coming over on his on on non date nights. He's right. not showing up, knocking on the door, going, "Can we talk?" Nothing. He's I not know. doing any of this stuff. Nope. So I don't know. I just know. I I know the day is coming. At the end of the thirty days, she's going to make a decision whether this relationship is working not him they're not making it together <laughs> and so ladies how and convenient. gentlemen yeah she she's like uh, she's like a strong woman i'll let you know how this relationship <laughs> is working so ladies and gentlemen we're closing in on that 30 days of this weird dating thing and i got a feeling that when she shows up at his doorstep and says, "Okay, the relationship's fixed.
1: I'm moving back in. I'm moving
0: back in." He's going to go. Um, maybe we should talk about this. <laughs> and let's let's extend this another thirty days.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting. Well, it's to coming. be continued. Yeah. So, so right now we're in just a stalling period. Right now we're well, just the wheels are just spinning. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all. The inevitable is going to happen, and we're just stalling. That's and all it is.
0: You and I get to watch from the sidelines, eating popcorn, and you know, watching things go.
1: When we could have saved her, you know, she could be dating a year ago.
0: Yeah, she could <laughs> have been moved else. on to try to find somebody to be well, married it's okay. to.
1: Okay, the parents, you know, parents are the last people we don't know shit.
0: No, we what? What could we possibly know about dating We're, anything? Yeah, anything. At all.
1: Heartbreak. We have no. I just have no don't idea. Get it.
0: I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, we can talk about the kid. Boy, was he upset. Which time? The, his, with his job.
1: He oh, confided yeah. in you
0: about that. I just kind of heard about it.
1: He didn't meet his goal that he set um, for himself. He, what was it? A $10,000 $10, goal? $10,000 in remember. sales in
0: a month. That's what the company sets on you to. In a week or two weeks? No, it's a, a 10 it's days.
1: It's, oh, a, it's no. your first month, isn't it? No, it was like 10 days, $10,000 or something.
0: Well, he, he tried. He, he really tried. He, God, he had... I
1: was so proud of him for trying, but also he ended up having Sundays are his days off and Sunday was a Bowl, and nobody wanted to talk to him on Sunday. Well,
0: he want by, that was part but what of she it. means by his day off, not day off of the company. He, that's a day off of working around here, a day off of school. So he was lining up appointments Like ten trying to, well, he did the first week.
1: Yeah, but I'm talking about this Super Bowl. Bowl,
0: This Sunday comes around and he's thinking, okay, I'm going to set up appointments. I'm going to get that ten thousand dollars in sales. He didn't get any appointments because it was Super Bowl. He really got kicked in the nuts on that one. And
1: the other thing that was, and we held our gun. We he was shy, what, twenty five hundred dollars and he was giving us little hints like, <laughs> Hey mom and dad, you wanna like <laughs> front me some money or buy some more stuff and neither one of us budged. Well, he tried me. I think he tried you.
0: He said he told he came to me and he goes, I'm gonna be about seventeen hundred dollars short of my ten thousand, you know, prize with the with the new company. And I said, Yeah? He goes, So if I could just find a way to, you know, buy you know, another seventeen hundred dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. I said, "Yeah, sounds tough." He goes, "But if I can do it by Monday, you know, I'll be in good shape." I uh-huh.
1: did the same thing. I with said, me. "Well, good luck." <laughs> but he was crushed. He didn't make it. Neither one of us budged, But he came up to me. He goes, "Mom, I need a hug." And I said, "Of course, I'll always give you a hug." And we were hugging. And he goes, "I didn't make my goal." And I said, "You know what? It's okay. You worked really hard, and that's okay. You're not a failure.
0: No, it's not at just all. you
1: just didn't meet that goal, and that's okay." I said, that's why they make those goals so hard. Like they want you to, you know, work really hard to get there, but they
0: make them achievable. But boy, you got to hustle. You got to hustle. And, and, and everything kind of has to fall in place for you too. Yeah. It's not just hustle. You also have to get some good fortune going your way. He yeah. was close.
1: And the other thing is, is it wasn't just, that's not his only job. I mean, he's going to school two yep. days a week. He's pulling 15 units right now, which is a lot. Well, he's
0: gone Tuesdays and Thursdays. He's gone 12 hours a yeah. day at school.
1: And he's still trying to keep his foot in the door at Gen X Talks, whether it be a tippy toe, like his yeah. big toe, but um, and still trying to figure out what everybody's doing um, well, with the company. It's It's... it's
0: yeah, it is tough with Gen X Talks. Yeah. And I'll tell you why because Gen X Talks has become a brand. It's it's kind of big. Yes. I mean, we do so many things. You know, you and I work uh, doing stuff for him so much that when he pulls back and he's got two full days of school each week, he's got uh, uh, three or four full days of work. You know, now he's got one or two days of Gen X Talks and he's trying to mix in his chores around the house. His Gen X Talks work, mm-hmm. a girlfriend, oh yeah, it's plus homework. You know, he's he doesn't have a lot of time. So we have told him we'll take over some of the role. I had to I had to make a change today. I didn't even tell you yet. I told him. Um, I said because on, on our Discord server, Gen X Talks has a Discord server that uh, he is the top admin, it's his server, and then he works with Trippy Pineapple, one of our senior staff members here, to do stuff, and there were some things not getting done. And it's been a while, and then there was a mistake made this morning, and Trippy's contacting me, and I'm like, dude, I am not the Discord guy. Yeah. And he's like, well, I can't do anything. I don't have high enough rank. I don't have the status. So I called up the kid and I said, look, man, you're not getting to these things. And now there's a there's one here that's bugging everybody. I said, can I just make Trip the admin? He goes, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, because he he loves Tripp. Yes, they get along
0: great. So we that now is a little bit more out of his scope and we promoted trip to full admin now he's got a little more control over That's just good. some things he can do yeah but it's it's just like you said he's trying to keep his foot in the door but
1: yes. every now and
0: then little things get taken away from him just out of necessity
1: yeah and he knows that i mean we had after i gave him a hug i said part of being an adult is learning time management i mean it's very very hard i said i haven't even mastered it i told him i'm i'm still trying to do it and i said sometimes i overbook all kinds of stuff so he's learning he's doing his best to to time manage all this stuff and trying to find some sort of balance and that's when we have to step away and let him fumble and, and get frustrated and figure it out on his own because this isn't going to be the first time no,
0: I've because of his schedule mm-hmm. and how hard it is I've I've let him fumble and fail. I'm not walking around reminding him every 20 minutes. Um, but, you know, and he also, he also produces the 21 Gun Podcast. Yes. He works for those guys in South Carolina. He does that once a week. He's so, just
1: got a lot of balls in the air right well, now trying to figure it all out.
0: Something he doesn't know that you don't know and now the whole world's going to know, he fucked up again this morning. I said last night, I said, hey, you unplugged the, the camera from the living room that watches the windows and doors. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, and I, you heard me tell him last night, Even if you don't go in the studio, make sure you, before you go to bed, hook that camera back up. He goes, okay, okay. Didn't do it. In the studio yesterday, when you were having your blow up yesterday, I go, take your phone out, set your alarm for Thursdays and Mondays that you can take the trash cans to the street for mom. I go, that's a big thing. Just get it done. Guess who left for school today and didn't take the trash cans to the street? It just, it just flies. He's got so much going on, it goes in one ear and out the other. Everything's going on like that. Now i got to sit him down and go, dude, seriously? I, I just told you yesterday two things to do, and you didn't do either one.
1: Yeah, he'll, he'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, when you kick him out and he's on his own and he has to pull his own trash cans to the street, he'll figure it out. <laughs> he's not going to figure it out before then. He, I, I, he just looks right through me with stuff, even when I'm trying to say something important about that. So, I did make an announcement to everybody on Gen X Talks and staff that we have pulled back from Bloomfest April 14th in, uh, in Valencia. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we have so much going on. And then our daughter calls, and I don't know if she even knows for sure what days she's moving to Missouri. You know, she's,
1: she's not, she, she doesn't.
0: She's married to the guy, to the Marine in Pendleton. They're moving to Missouri. They're picking up their whole family. And I go, When are you going? She goes, Well, the 1st of April so we'll be up before then. It's the
1: military. Right. She'll know tomorrow. Yeah,
0: she'll know the day before. Yeah. I said, "Okay, no big deal." Then she calls me back. She's, "No, no, no. I'll be up there the first weekend." I said, "Well, okay, that'll be fine." Now she's like, "No, I'm going to be there uh, the that weekend of the 13th." I go, "I I got to be in Vegas the 12th." I know. And I got to be uh at at in Valencia the 14th." I go, "You're not What I know. You didn't say this. So I ha- I pulled balloon fest off, bloom fest off for sure. Okay, so we pull back on that. But if she shows up that Thursday, then we can't even go to Vegas for that slap fest thing and I'm supposed to meet with the guy well, who runs it. I don't know what
1: to tell you. It's the military. I don't think she even knows. Doesn't the military just pack you pack them up and move them? They don't have to really do it, do they? Well,
0: she's found a way that they're like, "Well, we'll pack you up and move you." And then her friends, and she, she, when, when the men go off to work in the Marine Corps, all the girls with kids, they have lunch together, they day drink wine together, you know they have their play dates. And she calls me all excited and says, hey, I found out from the other girls who are married to Marines that when they go to move you, uh, you can say, well, how much is it costing? Well, we allow you you know, to move to Missouri $14,000 and we'll take care of everything. And my daughter says, Well, I was told by my girlfriends to ask, What happens if you just give me the money and I move myself? And the military said, Fine, we'll do it. So now she calculated it's actually gonna cost her six thousand to move. They're gonna give her the fourteen thousand, she's gonna pocket eight thousand.
1: Ugh, but she has no but idea what it's like to move out of state
0: and drive and drive it off.
1: Good luck with that, sweetheart.
0: So, uh, yeah, well, I can't wait till she tells her husband, hey, you're you're packing up a U-Haul and you're doing it. Oh, God. It. No, thank you. You and I have done that.
1: Oh, and I told you, what did I say? I'm never doing that again.
0: So, speaking of moving, what did you think of my announcement to you this morning that I haven't told I'm anybody I'm ready about? whenever you are. Would you care to tell everybody? You haven't really talked a lot today. I'm trying to get you involved here.
1: I am talking. I'm listening to you tell stories. Uh, you informed me today that we're moving in a year. Or putting the house up for sale in a year. Next
0: spring in uh, 2025, probably around April, I'm gonna list the house. I'll have everything, you know, where we want it. We'll get all of our last little barbecues and pool parties and Christmases out of the way, and that gives us a year to figure out where we want to go. But I'm leaving. I'm just kind of done with where we're at. I love California. I'm gonna miss California because I'm definitely leaving California. And I'm not leaving because there's homeless people and because the Democrats run it. I I'm just ready for a quieter town. Yes, I want to go to a and I don't know where I'm going yet. So if anybody has any suggestions, <laughs> yeah, it's um, got to
1: be on the west side of the United States. Of the I'm not moving. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> moving east. Sorry, I'm sorry. All East Coasters can't do that. Well, oh, I'd like
0: to stay on the west west side of the Rockies. I'd like it to be. I prefer a little more of a desert climate. Which is where we are now, and truthfully, Los Angeles is, if you took away all the people and water, yes, Los Angeles looked an awful lot like a desert in the 1900s. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I just, uh, I know I'm going to miss the weather, but I'm moving. It's time to move. So one year from now, we're going we're gonna to pick, and you know what the great part is, the studio gets to come with us.
1: Yes, it does. It
0: just picks up, it gets set on a trailer, we set it down next to wherever the house we're going to live. And we plug it in. <laughs> and, we're, and we're back. And in this th-
1: year is going to go by really, really fast. So it will.
0: It'll go by. You better but find something We haven't quickly. told any of the kids. And they're still not going to know because none of our kids listen to the podcast at all. Oh, no. Not even a little bit. Nope. All right. Uh, 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 so, so what else uh, is
1: on your wonderful list that we're supposed to talk about? Hey,
0: this is funny. Did you? So everyone who's, there's other people that are going to try to set up appointments with the kid for his Cutco presentation. Yeah. But they're all asking me if he'll do the corkscrew challenge.
1: What's that?
0: Well, you know how he's been going around with Cutco cutting pennies, showing how tough their scissors are? I guess back in the day, the, the demonstrators used to cut a corkscrew. And I never heard of that.
1: Used to cut a Here, cork- watch how
0: tough our, our scissors are. I'm going to cut a penny. Now I'm going to cut a corkscrew in half. Oh, well I the- had
1: no idea. I
0: didn't either, but they're asking me about it.
1: I've had so many emails, too, of people that own Cutco that absolutely love it. I still, to this day, am shocked I've never heard I've about Cutco. I've never cut even co. heard of
0: it. And, lo- and people are looking at me going, dude, it, never? I'm like, no, I never. Yeah, and as year. I said,
1: knives were a part of my job when back in the day. And I'm thinking, I never heard of that brand ever. Like, we didn't use them either. But okay. So I don't know. No, I I don't know. I just told him to be careful cutting that penny in somebody's house when he he, does it.
0: He did it one time, he said. Now he has to do it where he holds it or hides it because it shot across the room and hit a wall.
1: And I told him that.
0: (laughs) It already did it.
1: I said, I go, if you break something in somebody's house...
0: And then he, uh, Well, you know what? He could turn that into an opportunity. If he shatters a vase, he could say, all right, if you buy enough Cutco, I'll be able to afford to replace that. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. But he is continuing his appointments. His job didn't stop just because he didn't meet his goal. No, but he's still just, continue.
0: he's not quite as enthusiastic about it. He was really pushing himself to, for that. Yeah. And now he's kind of slacked off a little bit. We'll see what happens this weekend. Yeah. But also, uh, when I told him, I told you guys last week, I took the car away. I said, you're driving my secondary vehicle. You have 30 days. So the first couple of days, he was on it. You know, because he has a truck. He bought uh, my old Dodge truck, my uh, Daytona. It just needs brakes. So he went and got the brake parts, got the stuff, but he lost some bolts. Right. And I said, take the bolts, go to the dealership. Even though it's an old car, they'll have brake bolts. They have caliper bolts. That's one thing they normally stock. We'll get it. And uh, he got Johnny on it. We got his Toyota running. It still ha- Now it has another problem. But now it starts and runs. But it doesn't go very fast. He's mm-hmm. got it. We got another issue we're dealing with. But now it starts and runs. So he's making progress, but he just gave up getting the bolts. I have texted him three days in a row. Did you stop by the dealer? Did you get the bolts? Did you stop by on your way to school? Did you get the bolts? He's not doing it. He's he's going to come. You know, you watch what's gonna happen. This will be a big one. He will not get either car running, and then I will take the keys back April 1st and he'll go, How do I go to my job appointments? How do I go to school? You're ruining my life. You're taking the car away and my life will be ruined. And I'm gonna say, Will, you had a month and it wasn't like you were asking me and I wasn't willing to help you. I've even asked more times and you weren't ready to help. That's where we're gonna go. Now, how do you feel about that if that day comes? Where, what side of the fence are you gonna stand on?
1: I have no idea. We'll see what happens when it happens. But he hasn't had much time. Like, he's had things to do, so when he gets out of school, he can't run by the dealership. No. Before school, there is a possibility, but I don't know how long that would take for him to do that. He's but, got
0: plenty of time before school.
1: But I don't know. We'll see. When it happens, what happens. Well,
0: i kind of like to know which side you're going to be leaning towards, you know? I
1: want all the crap cars that are in my yard gone.
0: Okay. There's, That's how I feel. There's two. And one's running and parked in the I want a forklift
1: now. gone. I want my BMW gone. I want the orange the, truck ready and okay. going. And you, I want you his Camry done. Yard. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said my yards.
0: <laughs> I'm going to play the tape back. You said front yard.
1: Whatever. Red flag it. I don't care. I'm
0: going to red flag it. We're going to go back to the instant Throw replay. Throw up
1: the penalty flag.
0: I'm going to do it. Go ahead. So that's what's coming. And that's, uh, that's two weeks away.
1: Okay, well, he's got two weeks, 14 days. I know. Okay, negative I'm, Nancy.
0: I'm laying it out there that I'm doing my part. That's all I'm talking about.
1: Yep, I heard you. Yep, throwing out demands, throwing out threats. What yep. are you talking got about? It. That's I what you're
0: doing. D- I did that at the first of the month. I said, if you don't have my car back, too bad. Get your shit together. That's all I said. Uh huh. What, am I not allowed to parent now? That's how you parent.
1: And keep digging it and digging it and digging it and reminding him and reminding him?
0: I haven't said a word. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it to you. To him, I said, Hey, did you buy those bolts? I'll put, I'll put your brakes together today while you're gone. Because he went up to Fresno to that ag seminar thing. It was a big, uh, it's not a seminar. What is it?
1: It was the, he went to the ag expo and yesterday. That
0: is, and where is that again? To Larry, California. To Larry.
1: It's uh, awesome. I've been there twice.
0: Did you see the picture he sent to the staff? Which one? Well, there tell were me multiple all of them. ones. Okay, I'm the losing, only I...
1: ones I saw were at BC. I never saw the other ones.
0: Well, then which ones are you talking about?
1: That's why I'm asking. Did he send other ones from the ag expo? Because I didn't get any from the ag expo.
0: Yeah, he, there was a, a a big like a truck that drives itself.
1: Oh, that video. Yes, I did see that. Little, no, now you see it.
0: I try to lure you in. I'm like, in. what are you talking I about? I try to lure you in so you can have some time describing something. You go, I didn't see it. I don't I know don't what give you're a talking about. Because I shit about self-driving no cars. And then when I start describing it, you admit you did see it. Because but I've I already given care. the description. Because
1: I don't care about self-driving cars.
0: We were talking about our son and his ag experience.
1: It's like a little remote control car. How cute. It was
0: not little. It was bigger than a golf cart. That's cute. It it held like two drivers and it could haul stuff. And I don't, you know, why did it have a cab for drivers if it's (sighs) self-driving?
1: So weird, huh? So weird. That is really weird, isn't it?
0: Okay, now you're mocking me. Yeah, a little... But I'm I'm pointing something out that's interesting. The self-driving car that was driving around the fairgrounds with no driver had a cab. Like, I didn't see that as <laughs> steering wheel.
1: There's more exciting things at the iExpo
0: than like that. Like what?
1: Oh, well, let's see. Um... And I swear
0: to God, if you see a deep fried Twinkie... <laughs> Although
1: I asked him what he ate last night. I said, I go, did you go get the tri-tip sandwiches? Because they make the best tri-tip sandwiches locally from the cattle Uh, around here. And? It's awesome. And he did. He had one. And they're amazing. Those things. But it's fun to walk through the exhibit halls because the exhibit halls have all these neat, cool things. Like, I had these things one time called uh, a certain kind of raisin. It was like a... A sh- like a cotton candy raisin or something, and it blew my mind. They is just it, make these different things. Is this
0: kind of like the fair, like a county fair, or is it different?
1: Well, it's an expo for farmers. Like, they give, come out with the latest tractors. They come out with the latest... Like cameras, they have cameras that are in the fields that are kind of like your camera alarm system for the house that will like go around and check the farm for you, really? so you physically don't have to go out there. Um, fertilizer, new fertilizer that's out there, new things for cattle, um, farm animals, whatever. A, did you a farmer did you needs. hear what he
0: did about the speaking of new tractors? Did you hear about the some some big piece of farm equipment and this guy was pitching it? Well, you could do this and it hooks up to your John Deere and it does this and this thing's a big
1: yeah they have columbines they have everything yeah
0: i don't know what it was yeah but there was like a bunch of people standing around and our son goes up and he just what do you say i want two well yeah he (laughs) asked he goes how much is this because he just wanted to know and the guy sort of made fun of him he's like well son it's a hundred and twenty six thousand dollars and everyone kind of laughed and our son looks up and goes all right um do you got two of them and the guy goes, well, no, I just brought the one. And our son goes, oh, well, never mind then. And walked away. <laughs> he, he turned it around on the guy and walked away with it like, well, if you don't cut two, then too but bad. Never mind. That was classic because the guy did make fun of him a little bit for asking yeah. the price.
1: Another thing I did once before was they do... Um, you can go into one of the meeting halls, and they actually have the um, Agricultural Board of California are debating topics about water and ag. Really? Yes, you can walk in and sit in on the meeting that they're taking place. Ag people are coming up to the, the podium and talking to the ag board and asking them about, could be water rights, could be about, you know, types of fertilizer, could be anything about California, and you can walk in and see it in motion. I'm surprised happening. our
0: son didn't tell me a story about doing that. That would be right up his alley.
1: I did that one year because um one of our, the, the company that I worked for prior to this, they, um... We had a representative going up there to talk about it, about something that was bringing brought up. So you had someone
0: sitting there doing the on the board or to the board.
1: Yes. Speaking at the podium. But it was interesting to sit there and listen to what they were arguing about and discussing and voting on. And so that is an opportunity. They don't make it very public. But it's an open forum, so probably
0: in the ag community you guys knew though.
1: Well, yeah, but you have to go in there quietly and leave. It's it's considered a courtroom of sorts, um, so you have to be. So it's official. Yeah, it's very official. So So the kid also
0: tells me he says, "I said, so what was the whole point of going up here?" Because he went every year in high school. He went, but this is his college year, and he goes, "I was recruiting." And I said, "For what?" He goes, "I was recruiting people to join, you know, the ag program at you know at college at the school he's at." And so he's telling me all these stories. I went here and talked to them. I saw this group. I went over there. Um, people were talking about, you know, joining AG. So I came in and said, well, you should consider our school. You know, and there's thousands and thousands of people at this at this expo. And so he gives me, I mean, he probably spent 40 minutes telling me this story. And I said, all right, well, how many, how many kids did you get interested in joining? He goes, zero. <laughs> Not one.
1: <laughs> the other one I should state is it's a world AG expo because... All around the world comes. It's not just a California Oh,
0: you know what? He told me that too. Yeah, it was a world ag expo. Because who did he say, boy, I'm going to mess that up. And it was another country, like far away. And they were coming here to talk to somebody about special seeds Mm -hmm. that they grow in California that they needed somewhere around the world. I had forgotten about that. I've
1: only done one day there, but one day does not cover it.
0: No, is it that it's big? It's that big. Wow. You can't.
1: You just you just can't do it. So, but it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of new inventions that are coming out. You know, it reminds me of like the world fair like somebody's going there to go, "I got this great invention right. to help you in ag." And then you just sit there and I love listening to their speeches. "Hey, good for them. Like they're trying to
0: Well, to I'm make just impressed. Things. I'm glad that California has, got, has the World Ag Expo. That's just a feather in in the cap of the state that we can draw, you know, that we're in a position to do that. Yeah, There's a lot cool. of room out there, but up in central California, there's lots of acreage to be able to put something like that in and make it big.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't know what it's like in the Midwest, but California is kind of embracing technology and they're bringing a lot of technology into the farming community. That's what a lot of it is, yeah. is help them like better, I guess, better their time or help with certain things. Yeah, there's, or there's all things. sorts
0: of, they, yeah. they said there was inventions that would make, your time go way quicker. So, you know, pickers and shakers and stuff like that. So do you want to know an automotive story?
1: Ah, go for it. Shoot.
0: This is going to be, I just remember this uh, the other day. It was really funny. Um, when I was working for Mazda and they had their RX eight program, which is one of their uh, sports car, just a pure sports car. And um, the wheels, I'm talking about the wheels and tires. Okay. All right. So I'll explain this to you so you get it. So this one mechanic uh was a new kid, and he's working next to me in the stall, and I'm kind of bringing him along with stuff. And he does an oil change. He does a quick oil change, rotates the tires. You know, you check the air filter, top off all the fluids, wipe the car down, and out you go. And um, so he gets done. <laughs> and he comes over to me a little while later, a couple hours later, and he goes, hey, I think I made a mistake on that car. Now, the first thing I'm always thinking is, did you put oil in it? <laughs> If you didn't put oil back in it, you're going to have a problem. You're going to get fired because you're going to blow the engine. He goes, no, no, i put oil in it. I said, what's the problem? He goes, well, I don't think it makes a big difference, but um, I put the wheels on the wrong side. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I was rotating the front wheels to the back and the back to the front. He goes, but I was in a hurry, and I stacked all four tires off to the side, and I did the job, and when I was done, he goes, "I, I think I got it right. I think I put the front tires on the back and the back on the front like you're supposed to, but I think I put left to right and right to left. Now, I don't know how my brain worked so quickly.
1: <laughs> okay. But
0: I immediately got these big eyes. And I said, you did what? He goes, well, it's not a big deal, right? I mean, is the customer going to be mad? if he, I mean, is he really going to know? And I said, uh, I don't really care about the customer being mad. You know, you, you might cause an accident with that.
1: Oh, you did not. I
0: did. Straight face, straight face. I mean, I remember sitting down. On a chair, going like I was sinking, that is going. So oh my mean. God! What have you done?
1: That is so mean. And he goes,
0: "What are you talking about?" I, he goes, "I was just mad that the customer, you know, was going to be, he might be upset." And I said, "Listen, RX8 have directional wheels, which is a which is a thing. There are directional wheels that the the blades, the design of the wheel, sometimes they're turned a little bit. So." Um, it'll force air onto the brakes. There's also some wheels um, and it kind of does this, but this is where I over exaggerated. I said, "Listen, you know that when those RX-8s get up to you know 110, 120 miles an hour, these guys run these out, these these guys take these hot rod these things out on the freeway, these wheels." Oh god are vented, these, these, the blades of the wheels themselves, the way they're designed, they pull air from under the car. It's just designed, you know, they're just tilted a little bit. At 120, those wheels are spinning, they're like a fan, and they're designed to, to pull air out from under the car to lower the car down, gives it more stability. So I said, you know, he goes, yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. I know, I know we do that here at Mazda, I, I got it. I go, and you know that guy, he has cross-drilled rotors. He got the big turbo kit. This dude runs that thing on the freeway at 120, 140. He goes, yeah, so what? I go, listen to what I'm telling you, my man. If the wheels are on correctly, at over 100 miles an hour, they pull air out from under the car, so the car pulls, sucks itself down closer to the road for better handling. What do you think's going to happen now <laughs> at 120 when you put the wheels on the wrong side? Oh, he, gosh. He goes, what? I go, those wheels are going to blow air under the car and lift the car off the ground. Now the car is going to start flying
1: Oh my! at 120. This poor kid.
0: Oh, he turned white as a ghost. <laughs> He's like, what do I do? I said, you, you better hope that guy just took it and parked it in his garage. You better hope he didn't just take off for Mount Charleston or something out of Vegas. <laughs> and he goes, well, how fast is he going to have to go? Before it starts lifting the car. And I said, probably about right around 100 miles an hour, that car will start coming off the ground because of those, those directional wheels. You he goes, what do I do? I said, well, you're going to have to find the service manager and you're going to have to tell him and have the guy come back. And you're going to have to switch those wheels out and uh, tell him that you just forgot to rotate them and you do it for free while he waits and you fix it. So he takes off and looking for the service manager. Now I had just seen the service manager went over to the smog bay. So the kid ran the wrong direction. So I go over to the service manager. His name was Paul and I said, "Listen, here's what the kid did. It's not a big You're deal. So mean. But I need you to play this up."
1: <laughs> I said, "Just
0: play it up like he could be in trouble." So as we're talking, the kid comes over. He found, you know, somebody said, "Oh yeah, Paul's over there in the smog bay so as we're finishing talking I see the kid coming I just I just get quiet for a second kid comes running up and he he kind of nods at me like okay I'll tell him I'll tell the service manager right now I said all right tell him so he goes he goes listen Paul he says um, I uh, put the wheels on the wrong direction and can we get the guy back here I just want to do it, the job right and make sure it's safe and get it done and the service manager without missing a beat says, the owner already called. He's been in a car accident. Apparently, he says the car came off the ground. <gasps> he said, I mean, I didn't think the service manager was going to say that. I thought he was going to tell the kid, you shouldn't have done that. Oh Boy, you could cause an accident. God. Boy, that car could come off the ground. I mean, I figured he was just going to say the same thing I did and just make the kid worried. He turned and looked at him straight face with no emotion. He goes, the customer's already called. He was in a car accident. That's apparently, I, as clear as day, I can remember the service manager going, apparently the car came off the ground. And we don't know why. We have no idea what's going on. He goes, but we're, he's, he's towing the car back right now. I was like, oh my
1: God. Gosh. That kid
0: about was sick to his, he turned green.
1: Oh, he was sick to kid. his stomach.
0: Anyway, so the car comes back in later that day, not on a tow truck <laughs> and not in an accident. And the kid kind of looks at me and looks out across the yard. He's like, "What's the?" By this time, everybody knew what was going on, yeah. and all of the mechanics started roaring with laughter. <laughs> I mean, the detail guys, the smog guys, the lot porters—everybody was rolling. You want just as I tell you, that kid turned white as a ghost. Just as I tell you, that kid turned green <laughs> in the gills. He was dropped to his knees well, and thankful. was flush with color. He's like, "Oh, thank God." Because he really, I had him convinced.
1: God, that is a mean story. That
0: you know what? That is not even the worst of the oh stories that go on. I would and stuff like that. Mechanics are mean to each other. We really?
1: really... <laughs> um, really?
0: Hey, Jeez. I've had my fair share of that done. When that when when they were when I was brand new, there was old timers doing that shit to me too. You know, and I didn't know. God,
1: was... that poor that kid probably quit.
0: He didn't quit, but he was. He actually, I think, if I remember right, he's. St- well, I know he stayed on for about another year, but I actually think that that made him feel more part of things, you know, because I think he realized that something really bad was happening. We would run and say something, like we would run. We I wouldn't even wait to talk to him if I saw something going on. If a, if something was left loose, or I've and I've done that before. I've been walking down when I was in kind of a supervisor position at a dealership or a lead technician. If I saw – if I was walking down uh, the row of mechanics and I knew that a that a mechanic had just taken a car out to give to the customer, put it in line to be delivered, and I saw something on his workbench, either a part or a bolt <laughs> or something that he was in a hurry and forgot, yeah. I would run and go get him. I don't want the dealership to look bad, and I don't want him to look bad. I would, I wouldn't just – I wouldn't – I wouldn't keep the joke going at the expense of the situation of the dealership and the guy, because mm. I've done that before where I've gone like, hey, man, did you? He goes, yeah, I'm delivering the car. The customer's coming in like 10 minutes. And I said, you didn't put the window regulator in. His window's not going to go up and down. He's like, oh, shit, you know, because you get in a hurry and he forgot. In in There's no excuse. You should te- check your ticket when you're done. But, I mean, I've done that before. But people did that for me when I was starting out. I was oh. trying to get stuff done, and I fucked it up, too. It's just the same oh, thing. Oh,
1: man. Okay. So
0: there's there's another one of your dealership stories with directional wheels. Now, see, at, at Two Bears Car Dealership, he can use that. He can walk back to some kid and go, hey, that Corvette you guys just put out there, we took it on a test drive. Did you rotate the tires? Yeah. Yeah. You put them on the right way, well, they're directional wheels. You know, Bear could tell them that. Say, they're directional wheels. We got going 60 miles an hour, and that car lifted off the ground. Have a technician go, what are you talking about? (laughs) You could do that. If you're at a car dealership, you can, as soon as some kid, this is for everyone working at a car dealership, wait till some kid does an oil change and a tire rotation on a sports car. Then tell him he rotated the directional wheels wrong. Oh,
1: my God. That is so mean. So, so mean.
0: Yeah, to tell you the stuff we, we did up there. So we are going to uh, Two Bears Car Show, which yes, is? Yes, we are.
1: March 9th. Where? In Fontana.
0: And what's it called?
1: R&B Auto Sales, it's the car show. The ca- yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> What's the car show called? Don't say it's Two Bears Car Root, Show. Route
1: 66 car show. There
0: we go, and it's in Fontana, so if you want to go to that, we'll be down there live and in person. We have a special guest. It was an actor in the 80s, actually from 71. 70s. 71, I looked up his stuff, 71 to 81. Now you remember his name is Haywood Nelson. He was part of What's Happening.
1: What's Happening, and that
0: ran for three years. Remember the hey, big, hey 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 hey. That was rerun. That's right. And then Haywood was the, was the was the middle kid with the big fro, and then the skinny guy with the glasses was somebody else. Um, the guy who played Rerun, Fred Berry's, passed away as we've talked about before. So Haywood's coming down. Mm-hmm. But did you know that they tried a reboot of that in the late eighties or the late seventies called What's Happening Now?
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that.
0: Did you know that it ran longer than the original? No. Yeah, I'm like, it had more episodes than the original. I'm like, no way. So I just, I think I just wasn't tuned into it then.
1: Are you going to walk up to Haywood and go, hey, hey, hey? You know I am.
0: (laughs) He's got to be so annoyed by that. Hey, hey, hey. But, uh, yeah, I've got his cell phone number. We've we've talked a little bit, but I want to talk some more. But I want to get him down there, and I don't care. We're going to have a little thing made up of what he looked like back then so people can say, oh, because once you see a picture of him, you're like, oh, I know that actor. How Everybody a,
1: can Google him because they have what he looked like in the 70s to what he is now, right. so and you so, can But get I want to put up
0: a little sign, something printed up, kind of a, kind of big enough where you can, when people walk by, they're like, oh, I know who that guy is. Yeah, I
1: remember that show. So
0: Right, so I want to do that, but I don't care if nobody comes up to him the whole time. I want to be selfish about this. I want to ask him, I want to do an interview with him. I want to ask him what it was like being in, in TV all through the, from 71 to 81, what was it like in L.A.? What was Hollywood like back then? Probably you know, it
1: was pretty damn cool.
0: I bet it was
1: because there wasn't no liberal, you know, no. racist. There, there was nothing woke, going on. There was, and you me could too. say pretty much whatever you wanted on nobody cared. television. No, because it was funny. And everybody proof- laughed. We you know we live in such a serious society now. Well, it's and like, they all come talk on. about
0: keeping. The, the, back then, it was racist, and they kept the black man down. It was an all black show. Amen. <laughs> What's happening was uh, "Good Times" was an all black. The show. The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons, like you know, when people say that, I kindly remind them, shut up. Yeah. You know, there was back in the day, Hollywood didn't care what race you were. What it didn't, they just wanted to make something funny, make something serious, make money at it. That's all they cared about.
1: Yeah. It didn't it was matter. Funny.
0: So he's from that era, and I can't wait to to shake his hand and just sit with him for a few hours. Um, and plus he's coming, he's driving up from, I don't know where he lives. I think he's, I think he's at the very South end of San Diego, I'm guessing, but I think he's driving up the night before. So we're all staying at the same hotel. So we, anybody staying at this hotel, we all get to hang out with him
1: oh, very cool. in
0: the, in the, in the bar, the lounge and just shoot the shit for a little bit.
1: That's cool. Which
0: is going to be great. I can't yeah, wait to do that Yeah, that'll be too. really fun. And I'm really thankful that two bears putting this on. He's a, two bears, a senior staff member around here at a uh, Janice talks. His name is John. And he's, he's opened up that entire car lot for this big show. And he has allowed, allowed us the privilege of kind of designing it with him. Yeah. Where we can say, this is where everything should go. Let's maximize the stuff. I think it's going to be one of the most fun car shows they've ever had at that place. I want to get there early. I want to mm-hmm. stay late. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. It will be. It's so, coming up fast. March 9th in Fontana. Go to the website genxtalks.com. Scroll around till you see the little link for the car show. It takes you to the car show page, and then anything you want to know is there. It's going to be a good time. All right. Without looking at your timer, how long have we been on the air?
1: Hour and five minutes.
0: It's an hour and nine minutes, but we had we be, we we had about four or five minutes of talking before we before we went Pretty on. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, you're you're within about sixty seconds That's of right. when we actually went on.
1: That's right. That's impressive. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: So uh, and Denmark. There's no kids in the house today. The kids all went to work in school. We got the house to ourselves. What do you say? We went around naked and eat pizza?
1: All right, I'll beat you there.
0: All right. I'll get the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Say goodbye,
1: Gracie. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us today.
0: And that is how you do a podcast, everybody. We're out of here. We're leaving. Thank you for tuning in. If you had an hour and nine minutes of your day to waste, I'm very glad you chose to waste it here at Gen X Talks. It's from KGXT Studios, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side.